0: Gotta pick it up. Tyrese picks it up, steps into a three, and that was exactly what the Sixers needed. The perfect way to end the (sighs) story. Game two of the Raptors versus the 76ers. This game went how Kamel and I hoped that it wouldn't have gone, but we probably expected that it would go. Another blowout for the 76ers. But I think as a Raptors fan, we can actually take away some comfort and solace from this one because we did put up way more of a fight than we did in the first game, especially with a roster that was as banged up as it was. Of course, we didn't have Scotty for the whole game. Gary Trent Jr. heroically tried to play in this game. However, he was forced off, I think, only after 10 minutes with a non-COVID-related illness, which hopefully he'll be back from for the two games in Toronto but he was forced out of the game shortly uh, into the first quarter uh, we had a Fred Van Vliet and OG Nobi who weren't healthy going into the series and props to OG for giving such a massive contribution in this game despite how banged up he was and so you would have maybe thought okay if we had been fully healthy for this game this this would have been a much, much closer affair, in my opinion. And um, if we actually look at the free throw dis- discrepancy between the team, actually, before I get to free throws, it must be said that the only fully healthy, uh, you know, main player, main starting player that we had was actually Pia Pascal Siakam. And he ended up scoring 20 points, but he didn't have the most efficient game and for us to have won this game he would have needed to, in my opinion score you know 30 35 to give us a chance because he really had to bear that offensive load when everyone else was so damaged but looking at the free throws i think after the first game i did say that i didn't think it was unfairly officiated in fact i felt that the sense sixers maybe could have got more calls than they did in this game however i think it wasn't it wasn't fairly fairly refereed. And the reason I say that is because although you could argue Embiid, who actually ended up with 14 free throws this game, he maybe deserved at least 10 of those free throws. He was getting fouled, some of them potentially on the softer side. But we weren't getting the same calls on the offensive end that the 76ers were. The fact that Pascal Siakam, who was getting hacked quite considerably during this game... The fact that he only ended up with seven free throws, half of what MB has, is a bit of a joke. Please watch the game back and just see the number of times that the referee swallowed their whistle for Siakam. And if this discrepancy in free throws hadn't happened, if the, if the both teams had had the same number of free throws, then this game doesn't look like a blowout anymore. Then it's an especially close contest. Uh, I still think we would have lost, even if the officials had... Uh, officiated it a bit in a bit more uh, of a balanced way but uh, we had another performance from James Harden where he scores, he barely scores double digit points, he only has 6 assists and 6 rebounds and yet the Philadelphia 76ers pull out a rather convincing win it was something I said going into this series that I didn't think James Harden A. would be capable of and B. Needed to go off for of, let's say 25 30 to 35 points a game, as again, like inside the NBA was saying, they thought, Oh, James James and uh, James and MB need to be this superstar Joe in order to do anything in these playoffs. This may be true against some of the tougher teams in the conference, but I certainly didn't think it needed to be the case against the 76ers, and perhaps uh, something we didn't predict was how important maxi would be for this team he has been the secondary star for this team so far after his 38 performance in the first game he ended up with again 20 plus points in this game after only score he didn't even score in the first quarter again he um, scored in verse in the second half so it's it was again quite a difficult watch Things seemed too easy for them on the offensive end. And I, I do think we were hampered by how hobbled and injured we were. Uh, it, I think that's probably why it, it made things so easy for them. But I also must discuss, I want to keep this quite short. I must discuss Nick Nurse's uh, coaching in this game. Because it was quite clear that we weren't really coming back from like the third quarter onwards. And he still ends up playing Van Vliet and Siakam forty plus minutes this game. It seems completely absurd to me when you clearly your team is suffering from these injuries. I think as as a result of an accumulation of minutes and miles that they that they uh, experience in the regular season. And yet you don't learn from this lesson, and instead. Instead of trying to at least trust some of these bench players, maybe giving uh, Flynn five to ten minutes a game, especially when the game was completely dead and buried. No, you decide to run Van Vliet into the ground who's already suffering from injury. Very, very bizarre to me. Um, and I think, we're, unfortunately, we, he's going to be punished for that in the rest of the series. I think we're only going to get more and more little niggly, niggling and nagging injuries. Uh, I think it's only inevitable that that's going to happen. So let's move on from the Nick Nurse part of this episode and let's discuss maybe game three and four. Let's look forward in this series and what we might come to expect. I think Matisse Tybel despite the small role that he did play in these first two games, he didn't exactly uh, play a lot of minutes and he didn't look terrific in some of his matchups. I still think that it's going to be problematic for the centre-sixes team to rely on uh, Danny Green having to play 35 to 40 minutes a game. It's a bit of a risk to see how he's going to actually, whether his body's going to hold up playing those sorts of minutes. Yeah? He hasn't really played those kind of significant minutes in the regular season. Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey, they're who knows whether we're going to be capable of stopping them. I still I still reiterate what I said after the first game, that we really do need to throw some more varied defensive schemes at this 76ers team. Perhaps Nick Nurse was reluctant to do so because of all the injuries we had, and especially uh, because it was some of our main defenders suffering from these injuries. But I think something needs to change on the defensive end because the Philly basically had another 50-40-90 game as a team, uh, as they did in game one, and that just can't happen. Philadelphia scored over 110 points on, I think, slightly over 60 shots. Uh, of course, that one part of the reason for that is the great number of free throws that they shot, but uh, there's still no excuse for us there, really. Um, I also think that... Um, There's just so much we need to change and so much we need to do. I think for us to win both of these games, we almost have to play our perfect offensive and defensive games. Like we can't have, I don't think we'll be able to win a game as banged up as we are against this Philly team without being without being excellent on both ends of the floor. And it's something we've so rarely been this season. We've had games where we've been good defensively, and forced a lot of turnovers. We've had games where we've been good offensively and uh, been getting out in the transition and scoring from a high rate, especially from the two-point area. But there's not been many games this season where we've been able to put two together, both of those together. And I think we need... That in order to beat this Philly team at this point, so fingers crossed, and let's see if we can get it done. And just very briefly before I leave all of you, I'm just going to give a prediction of what I think is going to happen. I think this third game we're probably going to lose, and the reason for that is I think our team's just still too injured will still be too injured and banged up in the third game. But I think we'll go on to take game four. And that means we'll at least take it back to the Philadelphia city of Philadelphia. Um, but that's not really saying much. Because that's pre- I'm pretty much at that point saying that I'm expecting a gentleman's sweep. A 4-1. And at this stage, unless we get a healthy and refreshed Scotty Barnes back for game three. I think... That's really all we can hope for. We can maybe at this stage just hope not to get the brooms out and to get swept. And on that sombre note, thank you for listening and we'll be back on this podcast after game three. Ciao.